guess what? <coughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Stay six feet away from me. Remember to cough in your elbow. I don't think we have to keep coming back to that. <laughs> no, it's good news. Stonks are up, baby. The gravy train is leaving the station. Did you say That's right. gravy train? <laughs> That's right. After a week of downturn, stocks are up today. We love it. It's going to be all the way up from here. By yeah. the dip, you know, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go down. It's not gonna go down. There, there, that I did. Happen. Yeah, there was a tweet where someone said, "Oh, today's gain is, uh, you know, uh, in line with historic gains." The bad news is the other historic, you know, percentage gains on par with this one happened uh, just before the Great Depression and just before the 2008 recession. Wow, which I think is fine and not at all an omen. Probably shouldn't worry about that at all. <laughs> You probably should not draw any sort of conclusions of any kind. Mm -mm. Yeah. Well, so what are you panic buying now? What? Uh, what? Oh, you know, I've been panic buying just so many things. Um, so, I mean, have you been buying any stocks? Oh, no, no. <clears throat> buying stocks is for losers. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what are you panic buying as far as goods and services? Uh, I've been panic buying like uh popcorn, skinny pop popcorn, skinny pop, skinny pop. So that's already popped. Indeed, yes, it comes in the bag. Well, you can actually get some that you can pop yourself if you choose to do that. But because I am simply me, and an entire bag of popcorn is is too much for me, like to eat in one sitting, I just mm -hmm. buy the buy the bag. The of problem is, isn't the life of a bag of popcorn like really short once you once you pop the bag um you know it <laughs> doesn't it lasts, it get soft I, I eat a bag of popcorn about a week and it doesn't seem to get soft over that time i'm sure if mm -hmm. i had it longer but uh cool. boy i love that stuff you know well, i will say you know st snack levels over here are critically low um stock is very low so we're gonna have to I don't know. Resupply. I was shortly. able to get some chips, but then it, and it made me realize that I don't like the salsa that we had. Mm. <clears throat> so now I got to get some good. That's salsa. terrible. That's terrible. Now is so my area is under a shelter in place, uh, mm. which means I can't go out except to like go to the grocery or whatever. Um, and and the grocery stores around here have just been totally destroyed by people buying. Uh, you know, eight pounds of chicken or whatever. I'm curious yeah. if you found that to be the case in your area too, or if things are maybe more sedate because you're sort of more uh remote, as it were. <clears throat> well, no, um, it's bad here too. It's oh great. Uh, yeah, they. I I last week <laughs> you love I was to still, see it. <laughs> before this week, we've been work from home. They like. Uh, two weeks right. ago, they shut down. I want to be school. clear. I want to be clear to my employers if they're listening that I have absolutely been working 100% of the time that I've been on my work. I've actually been working maybe 110% of the time. To oh, be well, very good. Yeah, just very <laughs> dedicated. I, I show up to the WebEx teams early and clock out late. I, listen, I am both <laughs> rising and grinding. <laughs> so, no, the <clears throat> I, I haven't been to the store in like a month because. Oh wow! Um, every time I've like driven by to see what it's like, there's just like a, a line wrapping a around the store. Jeez, yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna. Here's know. the thing: is I'm gonna be out of chicken. Uh, my current <laughs> estimates predict <laughs> no, early no to chickens. late. Early to late next week, I will be out of chicken. So you know, I'm gonna have to go to the grocery uh, <clears throat> fairly soon, and inshallah, well, I will find chicken in stock. You you have a lot of. Uh, of popcorn and I do I actually <clears throat> recently discovered a popcorn hack that okay. uh I had something that I popcorn had, hack that I had ordered I I don't even know when I did this or what inspired me to do it but mm -hmm. I had something on my pantry shelf you know I was looking at my pantry a lot more like looking at my stuff I have and I'm like <clears throat> how can I use this and it was something called right. uh wing dust and this is this is like seasoning for chicken wings, I think is what it is. 
Okay. And it okay. was salt I don't, and vinegar. I don't like a seasoning that's called dust because dust is dirty, like inherently in my mind, but... Uh, Wing dust. Yeah. Well, it's, it's salt and vinegar flavor. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I've always felt like more things should be salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like you can't make things salt and vinegar like without it. also making them soggy. Right. So I got this salt and vinegar. But it seasoning. turns out modern science means that we can now, apparently. Yeah. So I put this Pow- on popcorn powdered vinegar. And, and it's amazing. <laughs> well, that's so, that's lovely. I'm happy. Salt for and you. vinegar popcorn. You should try yeah. it out. You know, I just get the sea salt popcorn. I find that's usually enough for me. And, uh, you know, the other options are like white cheddar popcorn, but you end up getting the white cheddar all over your hands. So the sea salt popcorn is is. I kind of nice like that part because it's like regard. a second well, snack where you yeah. just can peel it off of your fingers with your teeth. Do you understand that? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you've been panic buying you you popcorn you, yeah popcorn. i've had dark I, chocolate I as well okay i have gotten i did instacart myself some chocolate yeah chocolate is essential yeah i just need it every once in a while i just need some some nice sometimes dark chocolate. you're feeling down about the state of the world and you know a little bit of chocolate I, just a little square helps i have tried in vain three times to get cadbury dairy milk Mm. The first two times it was out, the or, or, or you know the the, inst- right. the Instacarter was like, sorry, bro. But then the third yeah. time <laughs> they got it, and I was so happy, and I saw the I rating, know. and I gave them the biggest rating. I was just right. over the moon. Nice. And it wasn't I until like I like reexamined the bar when I went to open it up that I saw it was like the dark chocolate. Oh, which that's is not dairy fine, milk, but it's not the same thing. Still, still, you were like. What you say. Yeah. Oh, that- yeah. Yeah. So I think you should just get some avocados and feed them to your dogs. Well, you know <laughs> <laughs> That dog ate every speck of that avocado. <laughs> <laughs> that is an avocado eating dog. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, uh Oh boy. It- <laughs> What do you think about the 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 big industrial big, bailouts? Big bailouts. Well, you know, so I actually got owned. Big structural bailouts? <laughs> I, big structural bailouts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Turn it up. I like it. Um, I got owned, actually, in, in the group chat at work because we have um, quite a few coworkers who, who work at our facilities in Canada. Mm. And one of them said to me, he says... He says, I'm so glad that your government is focused on bailing out the cruise ship industry. And I just, I was like, I was like. We got them. Yeah. 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 You know, cruise ships, very important, very important industry. They provide lots of. Um, now, do they I not realize <laughs> that, that seeing our, our president owned is like something that brings you joy? Like. Well, no, I thought he was, he owned me, you know, because he was, he was, uh, uh, jabbing me with that. Okay. Fair enough. But. And so I was owned and I was like, you know, I have no defense for, for this, for this, uh, policy. Um, but you know, I do like the theory that the reason that the cruise ship, uh, companies are getting bailed out is because the cruise company owners are like. Not the kind of rich people who are put off by Trump. Instead, they're like his kind of people. They're like, like if you took a sample of anybody at Mar-Lago on any given night, it's like 80% cruise ship owners. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cruise ship investors or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, like the people who, who are members of Mar-a-Lago are like high level executives at Carnival Cruises or whatever. Totally. It, <laughs> totally. It, so it makes a lot of sense in that regard. Um. Also, I'm really excited for the Trump cruise ship that's made out of solid gold and then just sinks the moment it's launched. <laughs> be the most beautiful ship. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that uh, I'm just kind of like, everyone's criticizing the Republicans, mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. there's no alternative. Like, nobody is presenting, the, like the Democrats aren't presenting like an opposing plan. They're just presenting this is a bad plan. So yeah, you know that's like, going to result is bad. <laughs> in a watered down version of the Republican plan. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. they're not going to put their own in there, which right. seems absurd since they control the House of Representatives. Right. So they're going to. That should afford you some leverage, correct? <laughs> I, I, I think so. I'm not an expert. Isn't that I'm kind not a, of the point of it? I, I'm no. I'm no political scientist, but I believe that, yes, uh, having control of one or both houses is important. Now, in fact, we have control of both houses right now because enough Republicans are sick in the Senate that they can't vote. So all you need is for McConnell to get sick because then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's st- who steps in, in that sure, case? Cornyn? I'm sure there's Cor- like a Cornyn? second in charge. Right. Yes. Uh, John Cornyn, I believe. John Corn. John Cornrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but we're, we're gonna, we're probably gonna bow, bail out Boeing, uh, bow out bailing, um, because Boeing, uh, is very poorly run, but, um, the CEO of Boeing today said that, um, he said that he would, uh, uh, not accept, um, any aid for, for Boeing that would result in the government taking like a portion of ownership or equity in the company. I would prefer not to. And I say that we should just nationalize Boeing, frankly. I mean, I think we should just nationalize everything. Like, Yeah. Well, and you've got the you airlines, know? too. The airlines are going, oh, we need help being, you know, we need to be bailed out. And then you look at them and they've spent. Uh, uh, yeah. So this is from a Vice article. Um, in uh, 20... 17 and 2018, they raked in $23.7 billion in profits across the airline industry. Then they used nearly all of that money, 96% of their profits, to buy back shares from stockholders. Wow. Which does not do anything for the health of the company at all. So instead of, instead of saving that money for a rainy day, they just said, nah, a rainy day will never come. And now that a rainy day has come, they're going, ah, help, I need an umbrella. No, they're just like, I don't care about rainy days because right. <clears throat> I'm friends with all of the cruise ship people. Right. The government will boats. provide me an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, and this is, again, where I note the tired old trope that um, you as an individual must budget and save for at least three months of emergency expenses. But if you are a corporation, then actually you don't have to do that. And in fact, it's very important that you spend all of your free money uh, giving it back to shareholders. Because that's vitally important to our economic system. <laughs> it is important. I mean, who listen? Who will th- who will think about the businesses? Who, who will think about the bosses? Really? Won't somebody think of the shareholders? <clears throat> the enormity well, that's why it's of so the stupidity is just overwhelming. <laughs> that's why it's so important that we go back to work. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. This is our heading. It's important that you all go back to work. So my 401k goes green again. Um, this was, uh, uh, I believe this idea was first floated by, um, uh, 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 Bloyd Blankfein, uh, the former head of Goldman Sachs, who, as best I can tell, logs onto Twitter approximately every week and a half and drops a deuce of a tweet, uh, that gets ratioed immediately. And this week's was particularly good. Uh, he said, extreme measures to flatten the virus curve is sensible for a time to stretch out the strain on health infrastructure, but crushing the economy, jobs, and morale is also a health issue and beyond. Within a very few weeks, let those with a lower risk to the, to the d- disease return to work. And then, of course, the president tweeted, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself, which is not yeah so there's a there's a i put a bunch of articles in here from the uh brand new discourse.blog did you know about this this is a side note no uh the folks who used to work on splinter have started blogging over discourse.blog oh yeah the discourse continues um yeah, so the Republicans are basically floating a bunch of trial balloons. It's basically like, yeah, we're going to send you back to work because the economy. And what happened is they all logged in to their portfolios, you know, on Friday, and they saw a big line go down, you know, big red number, minus 30% or whatever. Yeah. And they said, well, this cannot be allowed to happen, you know? And then they, then they went all Lord Farquaad, you know, some of you may die but that is a sacrifice I am willing to make. Uh, yeah, no, it's important because it's like, this is the first time in a very long time that these people's accrued wealth is actually under 
serious threat. Uh, and, and you know, the thing is, which is really sad. Activity, it's a real, real tragedy. I know. I'm just so sad for them. Uh, yeah, uh, that they might have to sell one or both of their vacation houses. Um, I have no empathy for it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Always, is there always one more? I think I figured it out. But I didn't. I I, I want to be clear. I don't add like to it every yeah. time. It's it's You're always like the same clip, but it's spoke yeah. versions. Right. <laughs> um. This was perhaps best epitomized by a slide from uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo's uh, live so stream much. yesterday. It's a seesaw. On one side is protect lives, and on the other side is economic viability. And the heading is still figuring it out. Uh, I just want to say that this is not complicated. Um, I think the root of the problem here is that all of these conservatives and rich people literally do not know how to conceptualize a fulfilling existence without some kind of wage labor based economy. They're like, but without an economy, what? And they just can't like their brain cannot conceive of how a society might function without a bunch of people going to low wage jobs at McDonald's. They just have no imagination. Like, yeah, this is a theory I've been working on, and <clears throat> and it's been in the show notes. We haven't hashed it out. It's in our potential topics, and we'll get to it at some point. But it's just basically, I have a posit, and it's that we've lost our imagination. Like, right. so many people, oh, yeah, just absolutely, yeah. can't even envision anything different than what they see before them. Right. And it, the, yeah, they're like, well, but there isn't. What would? What's the alternative? What else could we do? And it's like. I mean, lots of things. It's like, no, I just don't. Like a prime example of this is like how I tweeted. It was a couple of weeks where I said, uh, basically, like, imagine if we just didn't. You know what I mean? Like, as right. far as yeah. payments and, uh, you know, as far, like, what if we just had a, a, a debt jubilee? We just mm -hmm. had a jubilee year where we just struck everything out. Yeah. And like. The responses were, 50% of the responses were efficacious retweeting yeah, and right. liking and just, do yes, it. yes. And yes. then <laughs> the, the other half were people like, mm, so actually, <laughs> so, uh, 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 you need to study uh, your debt. Uh, 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 and I would just reply theory. to them like, okay, but like, imagine it. Yeah. Like. Okay, but what if we just did it? Right, and their immediate response is just like, ah, that's not, no, nah, couldn't, no, 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 no. But see, that's like the entire Listen, problem. you don't you don't understand how the world works, man. You're immature. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, you, it, the fact that you can't even give place for it, you know what I mean? You can't right. even, like, hold it in your mind for a second to think mm -hmm. about it. Tells me what's really going on is that you're afraid. Like, right. I mean, I don't know. Don't want to have to confront all of the contradictions. You don't want to have to. Yeah. You, you don't want to really confront that the, 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 the world has all has the world has changed. This is the thing. The world has changed. Things uh, after this crisis will be different. Yeah. Yeah. For better yeah. or for worse. And yeah. the thing is, if you don't get on the for better train. Right, and buddy, you're on the you, for worse caboose. You cannot stick your head the in the sand and go, "Oh, nothing is going to change. Everything is the everything is normal. Everything is fine, uh, yeah. and it'll all just go back to normal." We've been struggling with this since 2016, though. So we've been struggling know. with this since 2008, to be honest. Like, well, yeah, and we never really resolved it or answered it. We just thought we swept it under the rug, and that'll never come up again. Right. Nobody's ever. <laughs> No, surely nobody will dig under the house where I've buried the body. No, no. Well, <laughs> the thing to me is that this feels, this moment feels rather like, um, I, I analogize it a bit to World War II because it's like there's a very clear, like uh, we're not fighting an actual like enemy of humans, but it's, we have a sort of path of like, if we want to be able to produce the amount of ventilators that we need, we're going to have to like rally production on a national scale in the same way that we did. But also just that like, you know, it, it's an epoch and things are 
going to be different after this is finished and you know it's going to afford us the chance to reshape our country uh and say like well now that we've had that experience we've learned a lot and we're gonna make these changes and one of the things that gets lost in all this is the fact that there are several discrete problems that are running up against each other but everyone seems to confuse them for the same thing Right. Um, so like this, this economic collapse, um, is not the result of the coronavirus. Mm. Like this was coming anyway. If you, right. if you were reading anything for the last greatly. year in the finance community, like you've just been hearing about how like we're due for like a really terrible right. Recession. Cause we were, yeah, we were on like one of the longest like runs in history, I think. Yeah, like positive. I mean, just like all the signs were there, and we were doing making the same mistakes, you know, but to like a broader extent, and everyone knew it was coming, and then a pandemic happened. Right now, just sort of triggered it and made it happen immediately. And now the other thing that nobody's talking about, but that is also going to become a problem, is environmental disaster from climate change. Like that is also going to exacerbate things and thank heavens it hasn't really yet we haven't really seen it but Mm -hmm. you know if there's like terrible drought in regions if there's terrible storms if there's i mean that's gonna create like huge dislocation and that's not gonna work well when you have a pandemic going on Uh, so like aaron people are staying at home and not driving so that's good so it's almost as if like (laughs) the spanish flu and Mm. hitler Mm. And I don't know what else you could throw into there, and the Civil War were happening at the state. Like it, it's it, there's a lot going on. <laughs> there is, yeah, I, I yeah. That's the thing is this is such a unique crisis that we I don't think we have a playbook for how to handle it. I mean, we don't. We certainly don't have like a you know like a an economic toolbox. Like we have like in 2008, the problem with the economy wasn't that people literally were unable to work you know it was more that like businesses had failed and people had lost their jobs the the problem now is that people literally cannot go outside to go to their places of employment like economic activity is simply not possible so continuing to pump more money into the economy to prime the pump there's no the pump is blocked there's no priming it (laughs) no matter how much money i have i can't go buy a chicken like i can't right the pump is broken at this point (laughs) there is no priming the pump (laughs) we must we must find another way that does not involve the pump yeah (laughs) so anyway to round this out uh There's an article in, in these times by Hamilton Nolan, and the uh, title is just back to work. You first. <laughs> you first. Says Lloyd Blankfein, the reasonable cheerleader for restarting commerce. You can be a doorman throwing open the doors of your Manhattan office building for all the bankers to return to their desks. The doorman who prefers not to die can be the CEO of Goldman Sachs. So, yes. yeah, you know, it's, it's all these yes. people who. All these people who want people to go back to work, but of course they want other people to go back to work. It's like, will you go? I'll stay here. <laughs> yeah, so. you stay in your bunker while we go back to work. The younger generation now tells me how tough things are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I already am eating from the trash can all the time. You know, soon I'm going to be literally eating out of the trash can. That's the problem. That's exactly what we're going to see. <sighs> Okay, I've made an important discovery on the internet. Yes, go ahead. Colin. You are aware of of thick, of course, the generic word uh, T H I T H I C K. You know, mm-hmm. um, but you're also aware of the variation thick with two C's, which denotes mm. you know a particular aesthetic. Uh, you know, a kind of thing thick with two C's. It's it's a it's a meme of sorts. Why I discovered. Us, why don't you want us to get into more detail, Andrew? <laughs> why are you why are you dancing around? Uh, Urban Dictionary. It's about uh, cake. It is about cake. Um, it's well, it's it's about a lot of things. Well, generally. Think about a cake. A regular cake is just a cake, but a cake with several big, juicy layers. That's yeah. a thick. Oh, did you know that cake. Urban Dictionary's word of the day today is stonks? <laughs> nice. Yeah, um, thick says when a person has fat in the right places, creating sexy curves. 
Ew. Yeah, so Whoever anyway. wrote that needs to be sent to the Hague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You got him. Gross. Uh, but I've been, um, I-, I discovered on my, you know, uh, uh, Twitter uh, 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 voyages, you know, my expedition through Twitter, uh, the variation of thick, T-H-I-Q-U-E, which is, I believe, the bespoke version. You know, it's the it's the slightly bougie version of of thick. Th- it's very classy. Thick, yes, exactly. So I just felt the need to share that with you. <laughs> it's I like think artisanal single batch, right? Thickness, yeah. Small batch artisanal single malt thick. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that one's really gonna have me thinking for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got more food for thought for you. Um. <laughs> I have an article from, I think, uh, our favorite outlet, the Wall Street Journal. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is entitled, this is, uh, this is from the opinion section, to be clear. This is titled, For Now, Pay Workers to Stay Home. And the subhead is, service employees need aid during the lockdowns, but long-term cash transfers would leave them worse off. Which I just want to say, citation needed. Well, we should um, debate our plans. So uh, the uh, uh, point of this article is basically, yes, we should pay people now, but once things are better, we must immediately take the cash transfers away because if we don't, then they won't do as much work. And that's bad. Large profits. Yes. Um, It says (laughs) policymakers must resist the urge to extend these payments beyond the crisis, however, because most of the time Americans need to work more, not less. I feel like we've thoroughly debunked that on this podcast already, but you you love to see the Protestant work ethic once again creeping in. Um, by almost every measure, joblessness creates far more misery than low-wage work, which, of course, is I not, not, to differ. not, not I... what would happen if you did cash transfers. People wouldn't be out of a job, like, in the... They wouldn't be unemployed, right? <laughs> like if you they wouldn't get, be doing nothing if you get ubi and you can afford to quit your job you're not unemployed now <laughs> that's not how this works that's the whole point of the thing um it says <clears throat> work creates a sense of purpose and social connection happiness comes from doing not from having to which i would simply say um what about all the massive billionaires then yeah please <laughs> they hand seem over pretty your happy money. from their having <clears throat> yeah money's yeah, please hand it over. yeah to hand it over listen Happiness comes from doing, not having. America should never accept the dystopian vision of a vast army of unemployed workers sustained by government handouts that are labeled basic income. Dystopian vision. Here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So Adam Johnson of Citations Needed Podcast retweeted this with the, um, the, the what's the guy from, um, uh, you know, the sketch from uh, I Think You Should Leave, the, the car design sketch. <laughs> oh my God, he admitted um, yeah. The major downside of cash transfer programs is that free money means there is less need to put up with an unpleasant boss. Uh, Again, I no. I gonna, I want to emphasize that that is apparently a major downside of cash transfer programs. I would consider that a major upside. Um, apparently, I, it is our lot in life to suffer terrible bosses for for the thing small that I wages. wonder is like, who is this for? Like, do they really think that this is helping? Because like every time I see something like this, I'm just like. <laughs> Slide to the left. Slide to the left. To the left. To the left. No, this is. Slide to the left. Slide to the left. To the left. To the left. Slide to the left. Like, I'm just like, all right, going away. This is just sort of like, so there's this point here. He says the negative income tax experiments of the 1970s, which are a model for unconditional cash transfers today, are estimated to have reduced hours worked by one to five weeks a year among transfer recipients. But like, that's good. It's implied yeah. that that's bad, but that's not necessarily bad. Did profits that's good. go down? Did <laughs> right. people, productivity go down? They said nothing about that. They just hours worked. People should work less generally, and I'm so sick of of these these people who believe that like the end all and be all of life is to just work. A well, whole and they lot. never they never quite deal with the fact that now listen, we Aaron. do work more. We do we work more to. than ev- like, right, and also it, more than every other country, it's n- except for it's like n- a handful. It's not like 
we are now in some lazy era of not working where nobody works. Like right. we worked tremendous hours. Like a farm laborer worked less hours. Yeah. The yeah. things that we right. think in the past that we envision probably for most of us. Well, it's listen, an Aaron, inaccurate you, can, picture. you can work at home now with a laptop. So why aren't you online at 11 PM? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But no, the, the Aaron, listen, the Bible says nothing about retirement, okay? So get back to work. Get back to work. Uh, I just, you you made a Turn good point. And it's that with people staying, they're working from home, and they're, or they're not working, they're, they're sitting around, they're quarantined, that, yeah. that their takes are just marinating. Yeah, this is the thing. This is, yeah. The, the these flavor folks- is absorbing. They have no outlet for their take, so they've just been getting worse because they're just sitting there marinating in their juices and the flavor is concentrating and you get nonsense like this, utter nonsense. Yeah. This is just absolutely ridiculous. And I think the next few things too, like, are are kind of examples of that. So, like, there's uh, also somebody defending price gouging. Oh, lovely. (laughs) On Twitter, who... uh, Wait, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is... uh, Stan Jossel. Oh, I'm sorry. Hit me with that again. What's his name? Stan Jossel. Hmm. Weird. <laughs> John Stossel. So, yeah. he argued... Now, this actually, is the guy who used to be on network TV and got fired for being too uh, much of an idiot. Yeah, too big and of now a he's on. Now he's on not even proper Fox. He's on Fox Business. Too weird for regular yeah. Fox. Too weird Mr. for Stossel. regular Fox says yeah. a lot. It's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Oh, it really prices yeah. yeah. Prices should rise during emergencies. That's oh. because prices aren't just money, they are signals, information. They tell suppliers what their customers want most. Entrepreneurs then make that? more of them and work hard to get them to the people who need them most. If anti-gauging laws don't crush these incentives, prices quickly fall to normal levels. So, uh, thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, if only there Speaking were a way for us fully to marinated signal. Takes. If only there was a way for us to signal to companies that we wanted more of something. Sadly, there is no other way besides purchasing items. There's no sort of large communication mediums where you can scream at a company to produce more Purell. No, I. Uh, uh, this is silly. I don't know. You know, these are just the free market absolutists who are like any attempt to do anything with the market is uh, demonic and satanic and evil. And you're not. Because there's to literally do it. no other way to do anything. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. You know, listen. Well, it's just like the guy we talked about last time. The guy who was hoarding. Uh, in fact, he's the, his picture is right here in our chat. <laughs> the guy with seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer who said, "Actually, I'm doing a good thing uh, because when the, the prices." When the prices rise, that means that the people who need them the most are buying them. And it's like, no, it means the people who want them the most are buying them. Those are different things. <laughs> and the fact that you think those are the same says a lot. Says a lot. Yes. <clears throat> we now, won't say what it says because it's a little rude. But uh, anyway. It's easy to nutpick, you know, oh, and dunk it, on these yeah. people. Yeah. But I actually this week thought of an example from like that's probably will hit closer to home among people that we know who are okay. on the left or end of the spectrum. Uh-huh. And this is a, this is a concept that I've, that I've discovered that I call Disney brain. Mm. Now <clears throat> I discovered it this week because the Walt Disney company, mm-hmm. um, ran by several people named Bob. Right. <laughs> Just a consortium <laughs> of Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Had decided to release a, a confederacy of dunces named Bob. <laughs> they have decided to release their uh, theatrical film. Uh, what's it called? Onward? Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, I, this, I this literally is a new a new Pixar production. <coughs> I believe. Yeah. So they released it early. Okay. Um, and I saw think pa- piece after think piece and tweet after tweet about how awesome this was and how this is why Disney is great and mm. how blessed we are to have truly, Disney in this world. Truly thought leaders. And I assumed, seeing all of this positive feedback, oh, it must be on the Disney Plus platform for which we are all paying 
and mm. not really receiving anything new, which seems weird. Yeah. Um, well, listen, uh, you can go back and watch The Lion King at any time, and that's the value that the Disney Corporation is providing to you. <clears throat> so, no, they're not providing it to the <laughs> thing you're already paying for. No, you you are being blessed to be able to purchase it early for the sum of 20 U.S. dollars. Okay. But not and on that, Disney Plus. No, and that is why we're that's why Disney is so wonderful. Now I don't, don't think question you have the, the facilities that for that big man. They they had to do this because theaters are empty and they yeah, right. they needed to do this to recoup their costs. Don't think about that. So like mm. Disney Brain is an amazing thing to witness where people's people who are like very Disney. intelligent people, you know, they're yeah. like computer programmers. Right. Who like can do all sorts of wizardry. Right. They just but they'll, the they'll give logic Disney is completely bypassed. Right. Disney gets a pass. Because yeah. they're they have the magic. They have and the you magic, see, you know? And you see people who are like just completely sensible in every other way, like weeping and wailing and gnashing their teeth because Disneyland is closing because of the pandemic. Yeah. But yeah. they will yell at people walking on the street too close together it's like why does nothing apply to disney like yeah. why what is it's like a religion it's so weird to me it's, it's like so yeah, it's, weird there's a, i think there's a little bit of a cult of personality there <laughs> kind of, of thing um <laughs> the cult of i the will mouse. say though i am excited for <laughs> the um first run movie releases to streaming because i do not enjoy going to the theater as someone who often needs to pee in the middle of the movie, which they don't put intermissions anymore. So I'm excited to be able to pause movies so that I can. Yeah, but myself. I still have a bunch of pee coins. Do you use that app? No, I don't. Is that, Run is pee? that a cryptocurrency? <laughs> There's an app called Run Pee. Oh, okay. Right. <clears throat> and you have to purchase pee coins in order for them to tell you when the pee times are. Oh, in-app purchases per movie? That's very smart and insidious. <laughs> so I still have unclaimed P coins. Yeah. So well, you know. what? <coughs> whatever. What are you gonna yeah. do? And I think another example of this that of this like marinated takes is that we've mm. surfaced a whole bunch of takes lately about how like uh actually triaging and letting old people die is good. Yeah, right. Because Listen, the spreadsheets we have tell limited us. resources. Yeah. Um, and so we're gonna have to make some tough choices. And the, and the, you can tell, like, when they say tough choices, they're not really sad. Like their faces are like smiling. Yeah. We have to make some tough choices. Like, well, I think you know, going with your lack of imagination point, that they don't imagine that there's a like sort of way around this which is why don't we work to produce many more resources so that we can at least reduce yeah. the number of tough choices we need to make it's like one of those you have three things pick two problems right yeah but like completely forgetting that the third option exists exactly yeah and so you say well we have tough choices to make listen <laughs> um i have some equations here that say that actually we have to take the ventilators away from the old and infirm. And that's actually good because the equations here say that it's good. Yeah. I just like, and some of these people engaging this stuff are people that are like, but it's like, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with what this like tells me about their way of thinking about things because. Yeah. I would uh, say, I guess I am not currently prepared to sort of abrogate the duty i think we have to try and treat as many people as possible i i don't yeah i'm really not prepared to walk <clears throat> away from that and say okay well now we need to start saying oops sorry you're over 70 so here's my uh, theory we can do nothing for you my theory is that <clears throat> star trek the next generation stopped being produced mm. <laughs> and like nerds needed that moral guide yeah, yeah, right. And now now Star Trek is just like uh it's like space James Bond now. Mm, so it's like it, yeah, it's fun, it, yeah. but it's not the same. You know what I mean? No, it's very different. That much is certain. So I think it doesn't provide that moral compass. It's not that like secret side entrance into the nerd brain. Right. To like There's teach no, them to like value you're, life. You're not you're not getting episodes like Measure of a Man anymore that are like, you know, what does it truly mean to be human or whatever, you know? Yeah. 
Because yeah. that would so, be an interesting episode is, you know, Picard has to triage the limited resources. Oh, I'm sh- I mean, there's like, that's just I'm like sure 10 that episodes exists. that are like right. that. That's, that's yeah. the thing. That's why I think of it. Because like, they present those kind of problems and it's never like, well, you know, we just went with what was the most mathematical. It was right. like. It's never cut and dried. <clears throat> well, and this is the thing too, is that, you know, people are pointing towards some you know it's like oh we'll go look up these like you know statistical measures or whatever and it's like how does that like do you truly think that you can use math to measure someone's quality of life like well do you think you can use math to gauge morality like are you some sort of like like i don't know like (laughs) that's the thing is this is all very complicated and i think you can't just plug some numbers in and say you know, you're not aware well, we of got all a, the variables. We got a moral result simple. out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and it's just it's just weird to see how many people have so quickly jumped to like being sort of okay with with I just thinking uh, about this stuff, and it's like yeah, this yeah. should be you guys should not be discussing this already. Like, yeah, you should you should not be this eager to like talk about this and be like, oh, this who's going in group extre- one and who's going yeah. in group two? This should still be extremely taboo, and the fact that it's not is really concerning to me. Yeah, because I just think how how are you supposed to explain to the family of someone who you've decided is not going to get a ventilator, you know, that decision and how you came to that decision and why it was the right decision, you know. Like, it's one thing for someone who is like, let's say, you know, they have like terminal cancer and they decide themselves to terminate their own treatment. But it's an entirely different thing for like, you know, a doctor or even like bureaucrats higher up to say, oh, we've determined that your grand grandfather uh, will not be treated. Yeah, that's a really good point, because uh, I've been thinking back about uh, lately about all of the uh, like World War Two. New Deal era propaganda that I used to. There was a the du- mm-hmm. Duke University had a repository, like an online database of like all of these old ads and propaganda. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I used to just like love going through there and looking at them. And I would like Photoshop mm-hmm. them into um, like concert uh, posters and things like that. Like I loved playing uh-huh. around with that old stuff. So it's like really lodged in my brain. And so much of that was like. Y- convincing people to make sacrifices for others right that like that was a noble thing it was like sort of like playing on people's uh values you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's one thing but that the approach today isn't to try that it's to all right how can we design a system whereby we can like right, it's very it's very way. Silicon Valley. It's like I'm gonna write an AI that figures out it's who very... lives and who dies. Liberalism, liberalism, yeah. liberalism. That's I mean that's all there is <sighs> yeah. to it. Now that I think about it, yeah. Speaking of Silicon Valley, mm. what are they? <laughs> what are what people? Have you heard people are having poop problems? Uh, I don't think so, but I understand <clears throat> I mean, that this has become an issue. So people have started flushing disinfectant wipes and paper towels, and okay. it's created like tons of backed up sewers and overflowing toilets. Yeah, uh, don't do that. The, the only thing you should Times be flushing is TP. <laughs> don't put other things in the toilet. No. Don't do so it. So it's been happening in Charleston. Northeastern Ohio, Lexington, Kentucky, Austin, Texas, Spokane, Jeez. Washington, like <laughs> everyone's sewer is failing, which also makes you think how many people are solely pooping at work? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's probably a significant portion. It's kind okay. of praxis. Like the boss makes makes um, uh, what is it? I make a nickel while the boss makes a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the saying goes. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I just we just want to make a public service announcement to uh, don't put wipes down the toilet, even though they say flushable. That's literally a lie. Yeah. Don't don't believe don't believe that. It's flushable in theory. Speaking of other things that are flushable, Mm. mm. uh, the rise and grind um, 
part of Twitter or YouTube. You, you know the types, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and the like. It yeah. turns out they've become uh, kind of quiet in the wake of coronavirus, <laughs> as this article points out. It turns out that you cannot uh, hustle your way out of a pandemic. Um, but this article does point out a couple of obnoxious or disturbing trends, which is um, saying, well, now that you're working at home and you have a lot of time because you can't go out, why don't you get yourself a side hustle? Uh and then, you know, you can reinvent your career with that or whatever, uh, which mm. is silly. I just want to say you're not obligated to do anything with your free time, especially in these extremely stressful times. You should absolutely take time for your mental health and not feel obligated to do any kind of personal enrichment if you don't want to. Yeah, you shouldn't feel like you have to optimize your quarantine. No, you don't need to do that. If you want to play Animal Crossing after you're done working, go ahead whatever you need to do these are weird times and uh, yeah no it's just silly it's just silly so um yeah i, I don't it's interesting to see uh because obviously they can't stay silent for too long but yeah where are they gonna to go what are they gonna do like it's, yeah, i don't know I'm, I'm interested to see like how how they morph you know they always sort of find a new always angle do. they always find a new <laughs> yeah. angle i'm sure they'll yeah. come up with something they'll figure yeah. out something they always land on their feet yeah yeah <clears throat> maybe they'll become landlords mm. <laughs> so lots of talk about landlords lately yeah there's been a lot of talk about like rent strikes and how to interact with your landlord if they're gonna charge people rent and you're like what to do um mm. and i've had this sitting in the queue for a while and like all of a sudden oh well <laughs> it's kind of relevant now <laughs> yeah so this this article from uh Reveal News is uh, from the Center of Investigative Reporting. It, uh, unmasking the secret landlords buying up America. Hmm, lovely, it, lovely. We're turning into looks, Britain, it sounds like. Yeah. So what do you do when your landlord is an LLC? Uh, that's a great question because I think my landlord is an LLC. <laughs> well, then uh, what do you, I mean... The Census Bureau reports that nearly 3 million U.S. homes and 13 million apartments, uh, apartment units are owned by an LLC, LLP, or LP, or shell companies. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. like, how do you strike against the LLC? Like, who do you write? Who do you call? I don't know. That's the thing. You know, like, the people in my, like, properties, you know, leasing office are just, like, employees. They're not the actual landlords or whatever, so they don't care. You know? Yeah. That's just, it's so weird to have that level of obfuscation. Um, and in this report, it actually uh, found that, when I talk about reporters from the Guardian and Washington Post began investigating some of these to figure out, like, who's behind these LLCs. Mm. And they found that residents living in hundreds of properties across the South were, uh, had a secret landlord. And it was Fox News personality Sean Hannity. Oh, lovely. I'm sure he's a great landlord. <laughs> well, <clears throat> among the tenants Handy's property manager sought to evict were a double amputee who had lived in the apartment with her daughter for five years, but did mm. not pay on time after being hospitalized. Nice. A single mother of three whose $980 rent check was rejected because she could not come up with a $1,050 cleaning fee for a bed bug infestation. What? Why would she need to pay that fee? <laughs> well, the LLC can't. This is just business. Uh, yeah, listen, it, just because we own the building doesn't mean we're going to pave to maintain it. It's just so awful that they would rob you the right to have somebody to put on the guillotine. Do you know what I mean? Like, Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, how are you supposed to put an LLC up there? You're going to put your, your contract on there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What a world. What a world. So anyhow, that's what we have to look forward to. This is why it's extremely frustrating to me that people have been talking about like mortgage relief. And I think some states have actually done some things with like mortgage payment relief. Mm -hmm. But no one's talking about any sort of rent freezes or rent relief really in like a serious way. Yeah, and it has but, to happen. I mean, people are not going to be able to pay. Yeah. Right. Well, and it, there's a generational divide too, right? Because like younger people, by and large, do not own 
homes as much as older people do. So, you know, it's you, you are, you may not intend to, but by giving out only mortgage relief and not rent relief, you are privileging older people more than younger people, which is not new. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're you're privileging also, you know, white people. I mean, Mm -hmm. turns out it's almost like the system was designed this way on purpose. Yeah, you know, I'm starting to think it may not be uh, uh, entirely good. <laughs> Jury's well, still out, though. <clears throat> I didn't want to leave us on like a, a sour note. Mm. Um, so there's a there's like a realization that I had this week that mm. I wanted to share with everybody. Mm. Um, and it's just you can just unfollow. It's true. That button is right there, yeah. and it's very handy. That that button's there, and I highly suggest you use it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if if I'm annoying you, just unfollow. Yeah, I won't be offended. Yeah, I don't, and I will probably unfollow you if you're if you're being exercising extreme Disney brain. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I the, Listen, the liberation being... I felt as I've started exercising my constitutional right to unfollow. Be- being uh, in my feet is a great. privilege, not a right, and I need you to understand that. <laughs> No, it's, yeah, you know, there's people you follow and then they pivot or whatever, or, you know, it's just they, yeah, and it's like, yeah, I don't think I want to hear from this person anymore. I don't think that they're adding value. You know, I've done the analysis, I've done, I've run the equations, and it turns out actually, um, we have to terminate your Twitter. I have no idea what I'm doing, I was not prepared for this, I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience There's so many mistakes I have already made But I'm working to be better day by day And I think I'm gonna make it But for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing I have no idea what I'm doing